Oh. Uh, yeah, they would say, I would say the boy's mine. But I think the boy's back. And boy, baby got back. Never understood the baby back rib thing because for some reason we pay so much to get ribs. But yet you get the least amount of meat out of it. It's almost like they're trying to rib you. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah. Whew. It's been a crazy two and a half months. Um, honestly, didn't know when I'd be back. But uh, here I am. But uh, yeah. So essentially, I, I moved. And I know you're thinking like, oh, Clint, you were gone for two and a half months. You must like move to Florida or something. That's what I did. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm uh, look, man, it was moving working like my job created this opportunity where you can work as much as you want which is great you know well it's not great but it's great because you know it, it's nice to do what you want all the time but it's also nice to have money to do what you want and honestly for a whole year didn't give a fuck about money but then, when your livelihood's at stake, you know what you all sudden care about? You all sudden care about money. Because I want to be able to buy mayo without being, you know, being like, damn. You don't want to go off-brand on the mayo. Because then it kind of just feels like you're tasting deviled eggs. And boy, the devil has been cracking my egg. And I'm storing. Um, but yeah. Moving, uh, my job, and then my car, and that's kind of why we're here, because I got nothing else to do, so I have no more excuses not to do this, and I'm gonna be honest, this is my second recording, and I already fucking hate the intro, um, but I'm gonna do it anyways, because it's like they say, for every bad intro... There's a uh, girl that's ready to say, hey. Then you say, hey. And then she's like, hey. For some reason, when you say, hey, and they respond, hey, it's not the same, hey. But then you're like, hey there. And she's like, you can hit the hey over there. All right. Uh, but yeah. It's not been a hey hey, how you doing type of feeling. It's been a, 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 uh, but yeah, welcome to episode 176 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen and everything in between, don't forget to suck some titties, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of shit going on. When you have a lot of shit, you know what else you gotta do? You gotta shit a lot. And I gotta tell you, man, my fart I hate deviled eggs, but my farts, man. They've been uh they've been the devil's they've been the devil's gift to earth. You know, maybe our farts actually come from the devil. Now that I think about it. You know, maybe Jesus you know, Jesus provides us the resource. Of all these good options we can put in our bodies. And then when you consume stuff that puts bad out into the world. You know, it's it's like they say, you are what you put out into the world. So if I'm always leaving some wind behind, I guess I'm leaving the devil's scent. Maybe that's why I don't really like air freshener. Um, Because maybe air freshener is just... You know, the devil's way to access where you're at. And maybe, and maybe as a 
because now I actually have a bracelet that says Jesus loves you. It's like, well, he loves some of us. He definitely loves me. I mean, you know, look at the boy. <laughs> but now I got to think about who made more of me, Jesus or the devil. And uh, I don't know, but when I eat eggs, it's a deviled egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm having a little too much fun with myself. I'm trying to get myself back in. See, let me. I'll just look. Here's what I'm pissed off about. Maybe I'll be all right after this. I, I, I recorded a whole episode, and I was so happy. It was the best comeback episode in the history of comebacks. Like I came so far back. Like she was probably she had to be six eleven. That's how good this come on the back was. But then when you find out. You, you have this great feeling, you know? You're like, damn. Like, you know, have you ever done something? You're like, man, that was just fucking great. Ever had a great workout? And you're like, yeah. Like, this is going to, like, change some things. This is the type of shit where you're like, yeah. I created an episode that could have changed my future. It could have been the one that got 10 million views. It could have been the one that put $20,000 in ad revenue. But God's like, you know what, Clint? You're not ready for that. So I'm going to make sure the audio isn't there for you. Well, you know what, God? If you didn't want me to have audio, you should just not give me a voice. How about that? I don't know. Well, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and it'll be like Bruce Almighty. Be like, say less. Um, (laughs) And literally, I'll be saying less. Um, (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. I can't because... Uh, lung cancer runs in the family. Um, (laughs) Jesus, this got dark. Uh, Jesus. It don't matter to me. Yeah, kind of does, actually. Um, but yeah. Look, man. uh, But yeah, no, uh, getting back on subject here. Yeah, look. To kind of look. This is the grand return. Look, when your child... I look at it like this, right? If you have a child that you love... You know, you have a child you love, you have a you have a young you have a young son, and randomly one day he runs away to a girl to Oklahoma, you know, the protests of non GMO corn that they're growing out there. You know, oh no more Monsanto on the corn. And they're doing all that. He falls in love, dyes his hair blue, because you know what? Blue is the warmest color. At least that's what that movie said, but you know, I guess they've never seen a blue waffle. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Well, good thing I have waffle mix now. I'm just not a waffle maker. So I guess I'll be waffling back and forth with that one. <laughs> All right, Clint. Sorry, just buttering you up. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love baby oil. But yeah, um, should I make mini waffles or big waffles? You know? I don't know. I guess you should make waffles the size of your uh, tax bracket. So, uh. Well, uh, just throw the waffles away. Um, but now, look. If my son were to do that, and then they were to return, like, they were cut all contacts because, you know, he joined a cult to, you know, praise Charles Manson and his ever-lift, his everlasting uh, civic duties because he was run by the CIA and actually a secret type of psychedelic and psilocybin thing. You know what? I just say he's being young. He's living life. He's exploring. Um, and he, he runs away with a young lady. It's called young love. They make mistakes. If your son comes back when it inevitably fails, and they come back to what they know's best, and, you know, that's working for your lawn care company, um, you accept them back in your home, and you ask no questions. So when you watch this, don't ask any questions. Alright, I'm a busy man. I'm making big bank, big bank. Uh, let's just say I was, uh, look, I was working so much because I was making like a thou a week. So I guess uh, I made a couple thou, then I freaked it. <laughs> and this podcast is about to, you know, freaking take a nosedive. But luckily, I'm willing to go down and nosedive and... Get an itchy nose in the process. Fuck Nair. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever got an itchy nose because of Nair, but ugh. it's a. Uh, let's just say you're scratching the surface. 
Um, you feel like Pinocchio actually down there. It's like Pinocchio, if he had a like, if he just had like a little uh, what are they? What are those long prey mantis on your nose? Never understood the prey mantis. What the fuck they do? They just have long little nails and they don't even do anything. They just look like pieces of long grass. And you know, at one time, you know, I remember like in elementary school, I smashed a bug. This fly was flying around and we were doing a fire drill with no fire, of course. And this prey mantis was just, you know, or not prey mantis, but this little ant was, or this little fly was just flying around. And I had enough. I took matters in my own hands and I clapped it like you would some cheeks. But apparently, you know, the supervisor next to me did not take it tongue in cheek. She took quite the opposite. She was actually very upset. She was like, how dare you? It's like, we don't kill insects here. It's like, uh, well, then maybe call pest control so we don't have them in the fucking building. Or maybe don't do a fire drill at 9 a.m. and leave all the fucking doors open. How about that? Like, why the fuck do we need to do fire drills to just get in line? And we take our sweet ass time getting out of the building. If a real fire drill is happening, I'm not taking two steps behind someone waiting three seconds for them to get through the double doors just to be safe so everyone doesn't combine. Like, no, I'm getting the fuck out. It actually does not prepare you if a fire drill happens. And you know what? They would move different if they have fire ants on their ass. Um, but yeah. But now look. Then, you know, I was working a lot. Living in my mom's for a period of time. It all, you know, it's crazy how everything just happens at the same time. You move out of a place. Your job has unlimited hours you can work. And then you're living at home rent-free during that time, relatively. Because trust me, there was a price to pay, all right? Um, yeah, peace of mind. Um, <laughs> Tell me if you want me. And I hated it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, Jesus, yeah. That was uh, was tough stuff. But, you know, got to do what you got to do. And I always appreciate the hospitality. And sometimes I wish I was in a mental hospital. (laughs) Tality. Um, And then I moved in my place. And it's great. It's actually really well. I love it. And three weeks go by. Still haven't, still didn't do my podcast. But fortunately, I got a little inspiration from someone close to my life. You know, sometimes like you just have those moments with someone and it like re-sparks something in you. It's hard to explain. But it's it's not even a direct thing like... You know, I really want, you know, this and that. It's just like, it kind of eases things. And it makes you more motivated to get back to what you enjoy. Like, the simple things. Like, you make all these sacrifices and stuff to make shit happen. But then you got to draw yourself back to remember the sacrifice is supposed to be a temporary thing. Not this everyday, long-lasting thing. Like, you got to, it was like, get him back on the ball. And, uh. My ball has another ball. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I shouldn't say that out loud. Oh, but here we are. Honey, now. That's what happens when you're thinking out loud. Um, uh, but, yeah. And, you know, some, you just have those moments with someone. And they just kind of bring that inspiration back to you. And it's hard to explain and quantify. It's not a direct thing they say. It's just more of, like, the tone, the... The comfort it gives you and it really puts that back in your mind and you all the bullshit being your head about it you just fucking like you know what it's time and now breaking news i have triplets no i'm kidding uh oh not yet um who knows knowing my seed count you know i'm like a ncaa seed bracket Probably have 64 at a time if I really want it. God forbid if we have expansion. It's basically the Nick Cannon bracket. Um, <laughs> actually, I did the math. N- Nick Cannon, he old, like at this rate, he's having two women pregnant at a time. That means 
he's having like five, eight, four, or three, or four a year. In 10 years, that's 40 kids. That's like three and a half cheaper by the dozen movies. You know, well, you know, the culture version. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I don't know if you know, but uh, I've been on this island vibe recently, you know. I've been eating Caribbean jerk sauce, so you know. You know, I like to spice it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, uh, you done done, you done though. Even though it sounds like a leprechaun. I'm your lucky charm though. Hey, hey. And then, you know, I, I'm i pretty sure if I was actually at a dance for now. Like, look, I was a man. I, I've always been able to sway, you know, like five fingers of death, sway universe, you know, type of thing. You know, I've always had like a little bit of a natural rhythm. But now, I think I got like rhythm. I got the type of rhythm that when you come out of the womb, you're like, damn. I'm going to have to like find a way to make my kid ugly just to balance it out. Because, you know, you're just going to be a, you know, a magnet of Britney Renner's coming after you. Um, <laughs> but now, I've been really inviting myself into more cultural things or very... You know, trying different things. And I've really been uh, hearing a lot of Afro beats, I think they call it, you know. I've been hearing a lot of dance hall, you know. I think that's what they call it. That's what the kids say. Come home, the kids will miss you. Um, and I've been really like, I love the music and dancing. Like if I was at a club or like a lounge or something and the music was playing, because we all know when that music on, the ladies do all the work. You just got to sit there and do your little chest bump thing. Keep it cool. Keep your hands. Keep your elbows parallel. Keep your hands up, but not too high. Just like chest level high. Don't move it more than three quarters inch in either direction. And you do a little, little Yahtzee shake with the cup. And then, you know, maybe uh, show a... Throw a couple dice on it, you know what I'm saying? Roll roll a number. And, uh, you know, that's how many minutes you'll last. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, yeah, that's the beautiful thing. Is that, like, as a dude, you don't even have to do most of the work. You just, you, just, you know, you just sit back. You just relax. And the work's done for you. But I've been really getting into the music. But as I'm getting into the music, I notice a, one trouble I've been having is I can't understand, you know, I, I've never, I don't listen well. I'm not a good listener when it comes to lyrics, per se. It has to be very blatant, what they're saying. But a lot of it, it's like, it's like, the, it's like the voice is silenced down to mix in with the music more, where the lyrics aren't distracting, but the lyrics are there. They quote unquote catch a vibe. Now, as a man who can catch a vibe, well, here's the thing: I don't really catch things. I create vibes. Typically, I have to create. I'm I'm someone I can't follow things. I have to be the thing. So, as a man, when I do my little one-two step left and right, right to left, that's why I can't even do the one-two step. Right? I I can barely do the electric slide. Like, I mean, I could pay an electric bill, and then they could slide that out of my account, but that's about it. I can't follow that. You know, I could pull a lawnmower, but I can't do the lawnmower. I could mow the grass. Yes, you know, I can't stop, drop, and roll. Huh. Drop and rolling in the air, 80 feet in the air at 90 miles per hour. But hey, the wind's gusting. Um, why have winds gusting when something else can be busta? Because you're a busta, as TLC would say. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Am I a buster? Eh, maybe off Arthur. Arthur's an aardvark. And I don't even know what a, I think an aardvark is just an anteater. Speaking of ants. What's the point of an anteater? You just go around eating ants? Like, why isn't there a prey mantis eater? Why isn't there a cockroach eater? Why isn't there a lamp eater? Why isn't there a snake eater? We just have... Well, apparently I see a horse getting eaten by a griffin. Um, that's about it. But, um, damn, anime tits are so different, though. 
Jesus Christ. For some reason, they're like, damn. I wish those were real. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with a pair of anime. Um, eat the cake like anime. Eat the cake, damn, we demand great. Order Domino's and take off all the clothes. You know how I go make the pizza man wait. And then ring the doorbell. Um, which I don't have a doorbell, so... Just a uh, knock on the wood. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, Jesus. But yeah. It's more instant than my rice cooker. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, look. Just knocking the rust off. It's okay. I'm getting there. Shawty, I can take you there. You know I can take ya. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been really vibing with it. I've, I've actually grown to like it. Not that I didn't like it before, but you know, I, I, I've been ingrained by the mainstream, watered-down version of Drake, you know, for the masses, for people that look like me, to quote-unquote act like, you know, man, I really like that dance hall. And then everyone that actually likes dance hall and everyone's actually from, you know, that style of music is like, we fucking hate Drake with all, like, well, they don't hate Drake, but they absolutely don't consider that real. They consider that some. They play on words of popcorn because, you know, he makes it pop like a kettle. And kettle to the metal. Um, <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah, no, look. I am someone, I do not follow directions. I create directions. And it may not still work, but the directions are there to say you follow directions. And you know me, and it's ironic that someone who hates directions has to create directions for others to follow directions, even though if they were to ask me, hey, how do I do this? I would be like, I don't really have direction for your directions that I created. It's crazy how that works. Call passive aggressive, I think. Ooh. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, the only thing that should be passive is throwing it back, and the only thing aggressive is throwing it in. All right. Uh, but yeah. Me, me. Um, transition. That's going to be my new transition. Anytime I just transition out of topics randomly. Instead of putting in soundbite, I'm just going to say, meep, meep. Um, which by the way, apparently there's these band 11, it's called the band 11. See, when you have time and you take time away, not on purpose, I didn't take time away, but I actually had time to just listen and enjoy stuff without worrying about if I have to go on and talk about something and make it interesting, blah, blah, blah. So apparently there's these band 11 cartoons which obviously there's more than 11 once you see what i'm saying um so there's these band 11 cartoons from kind of the looney tune series but it's more owned by like turner company slash cartoon network because see uh there's these band 11 cartoons where basically they were so uh insensitive let's just say they were so racially racist driven they were very discriminatory because it it basically enhanced all the extreme stereotypes when they were made in the 50s and 60s that were made for a very specific audience to enjoy in a certain way right so everything that you would think kind of like when they do sketches for things and they over exaggerate an emphasis to try to make it funny but they did that not because they want to make it funny, but because they actually really, that's how they viewed it. Um, and I'm not really getting specifics. You can look it up and you can probably assume what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyways, um, there's these Band 11 cartoons where they own, where they try to make where they're not shared on the internet. They basically, if you try to share it on YouTube or share it or whatever, they basically sue you, copyright, and you don't want to deal with that because... They have a lot of money, and you don't. Um, and so, the Turner Company, slash the people that own the rights to these things, they basically try to keep it hidden, right? 
But instead of doing that, what they have done over the years is they've done private showings. Like private shows, they're called pre-screening, but they do private shows to kind of, and they say they do it for historical context, right? They do it because, you know what, it's important to see uncomfortable things that happen within a company or uncomfortable things that happen in history. It's important to see those things because it's important to acknowledge that this shit happened and even under this company's watch, this shit happened. And typically if a company's been around since the 30s, the 40s, there's probably been some unideal or very not great stuff in their history. Not because they want to like tell everyone like, hey, we acknowledge this stuff and we want to use this as a piece and tool of what it looks like when you create stereotypes and all this stuff. Now they did a pre. demographic to really get a true gauge of what they felt about it and that's why they didn't show it to the public and I think when you see stuff like that it really kind of like oh hmm even you know we people view Ted Turner for example as someone who's admirable he created CNN he created this you know he's in and he did do a lot of stuff but it just goes to show that even with all this great stuff there's still these things that trying to hide like everyone knows these exist so what's the point of hiding it it's like if you know I have a tattoo of a penguin on my left ass cheek and there's pictures online if you say like hey you might You might as well see it. So you might as well just let us see. Um, even though most of them are actually pretty seen. Like, for example, um, Elmer Fudd used to not look like Elmer Fudd. And I think you can fill in the blanks of what the character used to be. And they even redid a cartoon of a scene. And I saw the before and after. They just changed it and did the same cartoon 18 years later. And literally just took and just replaced Elmer Fudd with the original character. And so, with all that being said, um, it's crazy to think, why is it that at the end of all the Looney Tunes, it's always, that's all folks. I think meet meet would be the best outro because it's a nice transition. If I'm a, if I'm a parent and my kids are watching, and at the end of the show you say, "That's all, folks." I'll be like, "Oh, it's all over." Uh, well, that basically you're signaling to me that the movie, the show, it's over. There's nothing more to be seen. You're not leaving anything there to possibly be like, ooh, you're not capturing my interest. The second I lose interest, we experience any culture. We just we just get obsessed with stealing. Well, not stealing. We just get obsessed with like, ooh, this is new. Let me just use it all the time. And yes, I have been using it all the time. It's kind of funny. But I've also been told I sound like a leprechaun when I say it. Oh, I hit a pot of gold, and I can't help it.
and turn it off, go do something else. And when you say, that's all, folks, you're telling me that's the best I got. Me, me, go, pay attention. But you still have to go and follow them. So when you say meep meep, meep meep, I'm gonna at least give it five minutes, just because you baited me in with the meep meep. So yeah, just a thought. You would think these people that have been running these shows for seventy years would think of something different. Um, but hey, what the fuck do I know? I only wear Looney Tunes all the fucking time. I only have five pairs of socks. But you know what? Fuck me, right? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, I, I've been eating a lot of veggies and avocado. Well, not a lot of avocado. But you know what you realize about avocado? Avocado is actually very bland. Because what you realize is that these Mexican restaurants or any restaurant you go with guacamole, it's just with all the tomatoes, all the salt and seasonings and whatever the fuck they actually put in the guacamole. I don't even know what they put in it. And honestly, I don't care. But then when I put guacamole in my sandwich, it's like, it just tastes like I'm eating tapioca pudding. But, you know, with the leprechaun glaze. Um, nothing's worse than when something's colorful and it tastes like nothing. I could think of a few things. <laughs> I'm a disgusting, nasty fuck. But, yeah. Um, I realized that you actually have to put shit on an avocado to make it worth the shit. And don't look, man. And I'll say, first of all, avocados are not even that fucking expensive. Like, I bought them myself. They're not expensive. It's pretty reasonably priced. But then, when you go to these places, when you go to these Dunkin' Donuts, you go to these restaurants, this Panera Bread, oh, here's a half of a avocado tomato turkey sandwich that's the size of my, you know, left kneecap for 11 bucks and some stale bag of chips with some tea, and be like, oh, but it's hibiscus cold tea. It's like, I don't give a fuck. It should not be 11 bucks for half of anything. There's nothing that you should go half on. Well, except splitting the bill. But you should never, and it's crazy how I would have to go half on a bill for half a sandwich. That's half of a half. That's a creamer. And you're creaming my pants right now. You're just bleeding me. Crease if I add avocado to. Avocado for like a dollar eighty. I mean, you just got to cut it, you know. Spoon it out, get rid of the big walnut in it, whatever the fuck that is. Because the appeal of what it sells is insane to me. And I'm starting to realize that when you go grocery shopping, I'm starting to realize, like, I thought, see, here's the thing beforehand. Price, you know, they just mark up the prices just to barely make a profit. It's like, no, it's actually not. Everything's actually really fucking cheap. Everything, everything is cheap. Oh, but you pay for convenience. Well, you know what? There's nothing convenient about feeling like I just bent over and you spread my cheeks like I cut an avocado and then stuck the avocado up my ass and be like, hey. You know, 
Would you like a side of cheese dip to, you know, lube it up for you? It's like, yeah, might as well at this point. These places will just dupe you. Or as my dad would say, they just jip you. And that's what I feel like. I feel like these places are just jipping. I guess you could say I'm in a jipper mood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whew, this one's a struggle. This is not even 20% as good as the previous episode. But you know what? I appreciate the fanfare. Anyone that has stayed through the period of time, I appreciate it. You know? Um, it really does mean a lot to me. And you know, I'm pretty sure I lost a few followers and stuff. And that's okay. I haven't even checked my analytics in forever. And that's cool. But just know, I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah. Uh, but in some serious, I guess, in uh, some serious news. So, I've come across, I, I've been getting random out of it. Oh, Jesus. Peanut butter. Whew. Peanut butter jelly. This is not the time. <laughs> but... You know, Subway, here's the thing about subs, um, subs, oh Jesus, um, <laughs> a sub above, um, <laughs> uh, but sub prices are getting, I don't know how to put it, it's getting pretty outrageous out here, a, it's crazy, Subway is making this big deal. We got 12 new subs. It's like, okay. Make those good first. You know, why? You haven't even mastered those 11 subs. But we're going to double the amount of subs we have. When honestly, all your subs taste the same once I put all my toppings on it. Once people put all the shit they get on each sub... It all tastes the same. If you always get mayo, lettuce, tomato, oregano, and all that shit, it sounds like some green bean, tomato, tomatoes. Um, once you put all the 18 toppings that you guys have available on the sandwich, the samba order is obsolete. I don't care if you put some pastrami and ganoa salami. Like, it doesn't matter if you do that. It don't matter if you do turkey breast. And I don't care if you got some new cool Korean pool barbecue. But it should, no matter what the sub is, once you. A dog. Just imagine if I charge for a dollar an inch. Yeah, that'd be mad. That'd be mad profit, and not just a dollar an inch, but let's say a dollar an inch for each stroke. So I'm not going to use myself for an example. But I'll just use the national average I think I've seen when I was like 12 years old. Because, you know, curiosity killed her kitty cat. Um, <laughs> I think the national average is about six-ish. So, let's just use that. Let's just say six inch for every stroke. Um, so, each time you stroke in and out of a lovely lady. Sorry, kids, this got graphic. Um, viewer discretion advised. Well, you know what they say. You only have to say it when you're 38 minutes in. Um, viewer discretion advised. Uh, that means in six strokes, I would make $36. I can make $36 in like eight seconds of work. That's a pretty good paying job. Like, if you're making 12 an hour, you have to Now just imagine. And, and 
But here's the thing. Let's say you're making 30. It's crazy how the person that makes making eight an hour would be willing to put in more time and hours to bring home more and to benefit more. Well, the one making 30 an hour may get a little complacent. Be like, hey, you know, I only need to work four hours today. Eh, I only need to work like 20 hours a week. And I'll be good. I don't need any more. It's a golden opportunity, but you just want to just make enough. While the person making eight an hour is grinding. They're doing everything they can because they're afraid. They're scared to lose it all. They're scared to have nothing. They're scared that it's never enough.
If I'm gonna be a single father draining my bank account, at least I can see and reap the benefits and instill my belief system on the kid. Like, look, if you're if you're gonna take my money, I'm gonna at least you know invest in you, and actually have direct say of the investment. You know, you don't just go invest into a business and be like. on that shit you stay on track you you look at the progression of what you invested in and you see if it's going in the right direction you have say hold out to begin with but you didn't and that's fine i'm not here to shame anyone that didn't it happens to the best of us it happens to all of us but it is the most thankless System with no sympathy whatsoever. It is the only thing that matters enough to a man because it involves the I would say it's her loss, but seems like it's her win. Um, <laughs> Child support is her win, not her loss. But yeah. Oh, by the way, Tory Lanez found guilty. I actually haven't looked into it, but essentially, uh, shoot or shoot. And uh, I guess uh, he going to have to do more than just say it. Okay. Um, but yeah. That's a, and I was actually discussing the child support thing with someone, and I think it sh- it shouldn't be this mass like any th- any law or any type of rule we have. It should not be a one size fits all. Like twenty percent of what one makes is way more than enough to provide than twenty percent what someone else can do. Like someone's making ten thousand ten thousand a month. And they're prov- and they're obligated to get twenty five percent. So what? That's twenty five hundred. It's like what is a child? What is like? I'm not saying children. It sounds, it sounds like a lot of unnecessary shit, to be honest. Um, and also. If someone is spending X amount, it shouldn't just be given to the other person. It should be the person who's given the money should be able to put it into what they want to put it into. Doesn't that make sense? Like, why is it automatically like, hey, you had a kid? It's almost like there has to be split responsibility. person's taking care of the child and I have the money then I suggest where the money goes to and they suggest different not with the person it's not that simple whatever but and it's really only in place because most humanity 
wouldn't be able to figure out between each other if it didn't exist. And it forces people to have to make it work, but also forces people to have less. To make sure they get the payments or make sure things are in place because they just the all these manosphere and then there's the other side where it's all these anti-men and pro-woman and all that stuff and both both worlds need to exist for each biologically or what we're wired to do as men to make sure we're doing need to and then the other for women to tap into their femininity and to be able to access the parts that actually come natural and bring so when you do have children, you actually have that art internally in you to give or to have something to pass on, you know? I think now there's so much confusion that it creates a lot of this stuff. And I believe all that does connect. The while the effects of child support turn men into, as they say, demon time, all right? And it turns...
I feel a poke in my waist. And I'm not I'm not even joking. Like, she, she could not speak clear for the life of me. But anyways, no, I'm not trying to show. But, and, like, I look down, I'm like, oh, Jesus. This is not what, this is not what I thought when uh, they said shorty like mine. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this would be kind of weird to date someone this short. And I never understand those short girls and want to date, like, the 6'10 dudes. It's like, I mean, I guess I do get the appeal, you know. He could basically do four lateral raises with you and lift you up like a volleyball. But you know what? Not my thing. Five, three or above, preferably. Um, but yeah, no, anyways, child support. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, I, I, I do think... All these situations really create it, it bring all this stuff has brought the worst out of people. And that's why we see all this negativity. I think child support is like the origin of that. It creates resentment. It basically it basically made it like I think I, I saw something that said it best, like and it sounds bad. It's like the term unconditional love. Incentive. In a relationship with someone. Like there has to be. It sounds bad. But it's not. Like there has to be a reason. There has to be an end game. There has to be benefits. For why. This thing. Whether it's marriage. Whether it's moving in with someone. Whether it's you know. Getting like. Building assets together with someone. There has to be incentive. And the issue is, is that there's not really, in today's world, unless you have a really rare good trust with someone or really good work, and you even still got to be careful then because, you know, people could change because, you know, you said the wrong thing one day and they know they could use certain things against you. And so you got to be like Dana White's wife, you know, hey, a little slap on New Year's, she still stands by his side. All right, I'm not going to say do that. But that's the type, you got to have that type of trust that even when you fuck up in some capacity, that they're not going to use that to completely, like, bitch you out or like, completely fuck you over. Unless they decide to leave, but, like, you know, instead of, but they're not going to use that blackmail and stuff, you know? It has to be that real trust with someone. But there has to be incentive. The problem is we want to live in this world where there's just, like, no incentive and then... When dudes decide, like, I'm not going to do that, then be like, oh, well, this is why there's no men today. It's like, well, there's no benefit of doing a lot of that stuff if it's for someone that views it that way anyways. But, yeah, sorry. Got a little too, uh, sounds like I'm the one that needs child support. Maybe I didn't get enough. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. All right, you know what? Hopefully the audio came out on this one. If it didn't, then I guess I will just uh, quit the podcast. Nah, I'm not going to do that. But I will definitely have to do some soul searching if it happens two times in one night. Because two times in one night can be very tiring. But this one will drain the fuck out of me. Of disappointment. Alright, that was episode 176 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, don't forget to suck some titties. And, uh, meep, meep.